get the mic. Honey, I got something to say. Ooh, I like that. Can you turn that up for me? No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj. What's up, what's up? It's your girl, Mosh, and I am back with another episode of Eggs Mosh, the podcast where I am spilling all the real tea. Woo! Y'all, we got so much to talk about. First of all, welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome to Eggs Mosh, the podcast. Um, for those of you who are not new to this, y'all are true to this, welcome back. For those of you who are new, welcome to Ask Masha Podcast. This is an outlet hosted by yours truly where I share lifestyle, pop culture trends, social trends uh, with a splash of black girl magic. So uh, let's hop right in. Don't forget to, what's this part I'm supposed to say? Don't forget to leave a review, like, subscribe, comment, tell a friend and tell a friend about Ask Masha Podcast, and let's jump right into it. So I don't even know where I want to start. We have so much to talk about. Um, I think I think before I hop into this Maj moment, um, that's where we'll start. We'll start with the Maj moment. But before I hop into this Maj moment, I really just wanted to um, speak on this really sensitive issue. Um, and and my podcast is in no way, you know, a political podcast. But this is all about discussing issues, challenges. Um, and different trends, you know, that affect us, right? That affect black people, black women in particular. Um, and, and this is an issue that, that really, really, really impacts us. And so I know that you all have heard about, um, the announcement of Roe versus Wade being overturned. Um, and, and I'm not going to dive too much into this. I just want to say, oh, it's such a crazy day in America. It's been a crazy couple of last weeks and uh, I don't even like this is just so tough and you know I think I'm not necessarily surprised that they voted um voted this way but it's still a shock like it's still a shock that there are people out here that are okay people who are leaders people who have influence um, that are okay with taking away our choice. And let me be clear. I am pro-choice. I am pro-choice. Love y'all, but Maja is pro-choice. Um, and I think that the, the bottom line is no matter what decision or what side of the decision you're on, right? No matter what you believe in, what your personal beliefs are, I think the most evil thing you can do is take away a person's choice. And I think that's the, that's what really is just like, wow, 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 wow. Like I am shocked that there are people in power, people who are leaders, people who have influence and are okay with taking away our choice. And let's not even get to the fact that these are men deciding for women. I'm just like, oh, oh my God. And I think, you know, what I want to say here is more about mental health because I think there's so much happening. I am not a politician. I'm not like I, I, I don't know everything. I'm also not a mental health professional. But what I will say is, you know, times are really crazy right now. Like there's a lot going on. Um, social media can become heavy. The news can become heavy. Everything happening in the media can become heavy. And I just, like, I just want to encourage you to like take time for you first and foremost. Um, take time to take care of your mental health. If you're feeling it, if you're feeling the struggle, you know what I'm saying. You're not feeling it, whatever the case may be. Like, reach out to someone that you trust. Lean in on your support system, your family, friends, loved ones. Um, invest in therapy. So if, you know, if you are already invested in therapy and, and therapy is something that you do consistently, call your therapist. If it's not something, you know, you're doing, I encourage you to invest in therapy. Um, you know, we, we are living in such crazy hard times. And, you know, I think we are all just, you know, trying to stay afloat. Um, and, and I would also say, I think it's important to point out, 
you know, you choose your fight, right? Like you choose what your fight looks like. And so, you know, everybody may not be, you know, on the front lines of the protests. And if that's not you, that's okay. Um, you choose your fight, whether that's educating somebody on what's going on, whether that's protesting, whether that's, you know, a media outlet that you have, or you're, you know, talking about it on social media, um, you know, or you're having these discussions amongst your family, your friends, your coworkers, um, you choose what your fight is, right? Like everybody is not, you know, everybody don't want to be the president of the United States. Everybody doesn't want to be on the front lines of the protests. Everybody doesn't want to sit in the rooms with the politicians, you know, to make those decisions. But you choose what change you want to be, right? Like you choose your fight in this. If, if you know, you, you want to fight this thing. Um, it, and that could be, you know, signing a petition. I mean, there's so many different ways, um, you know, that, that you can speak up, that you can, you know, be a change, that you can make a difference without being on the front line. So I just encourage you to take care of yourself, take care of your mental health. If you need to get off of social media, please do take some days off of work um, for you, whatever the case may be. But take time for you, take care of you in these crazy times and, you know, choose your fight, choose your fight. And I think, you know, if you all watch the BET Awards, we'll get into that in a second. You know, Jasmine Sullivan said, you know, black men, we need you. You know, we need you to stand up for us. We need you to stand with us. You know, I don't think this is just a women's issue, right? This is this is an all of us issue, you know, and I'm a huge advocate of the black community. And, and you know, we got to stand up for us like we got to fight for us in these in these trying times. So, you know, take care of yourself, you know, choose your fight, lean on your loved ones um, and, and, and all those good things. And, you know, we we're going to get through this. You know, we, we're, we're going to get through this. I'm a, I'm a strong believer in that. Um, and, and we have each other to lean on. So. Honey, that wasn't a part of the script. Straight off the dome, straight from the heart. I mean, it's just, it's like you don't even know what to say. Like, you don't know what to say. It's the, I, I, I think I'm still just processing. You know, I don't really know how to feel. And so I'm, you know, working on leaning into my community, my support system, um, and taking care of my, my health um, the, the way that's best for me. And I encourage you all to do so as well. Um, okay, so let's jump into our Maj moments of the day. So I, <laughs> this is so funny. Um, a while ago, I spoke at my grandmother's church. Honey, she voluntold me, okay, she voluntold me um, to come and speak at her church in Indiana. And I shared this message and it resonated really well. Um, and, and you know, a lot of times, you know, and, and I am a host and a speaker, so I've spoken at, you know, several different events and conferences and, um, you know, different things like that. And a lot of times when I'm speaking, the things that I'm saying are resonating with me. Um, you know, they're inspiring me, they're motivating me. And so this message that, um, you know, I gave at my grandmother's church and shout out to my grandmother if she's listening. Hi, grandmother. Thanks for always supporting me. Um, but this message that I gave at my grandmother's church really resonated with, you know, the, the audience, with the congregation, but it also resonated with me. And I really, really held on to that, um, you know, even, you know, weeks, days after um, I gave the speech. So I'd like to just encourage you all today with the same message and hope that, you know, it will inspire you. So my moment of the day of the week, however long you need it, replace your if with when. Listen real closely. Listen, listen, listen real closely. So y'all know I'm a communications person, right? Like my entire college career was, was <laughs> about writing and grammar and, you know, just like all those things. Um, words, sentences, I, I mean, just all of that good stuff. Like that was my entire college career um, as a communications and journalism um, uh, student. Uh, but replace your if with when. We use if to introduce a possible or unreal situation or condition. However, though, we use when to refer to the time of a future situation or condition that we are certain of. So replace your if with when. In other words, start manifesting the things that you want to accomplish. Claim it, believe it, um, and, and manifest that those things will happen. Start to visualize yourself um, in positions and, pl and places that, that you desire to be in. 
um, you know, there's a scripture that says, you know, speak those things that are not as though they were. And it's all about crazy faith, right? It's all about, you know, manifestation. So start speaking those things into existence that you desire, the things that, you know, you want to accomplish. Again, the places and the positions that, that you want to be in, you know, replace your if with when. So instead of if I accomplish, when I accomplish. Instead of if I do, when I do. Instead of if I reach, when I reach. I mean, anything that you want to do, right? Any goal that you have, replace the if in that sentence with a win. And I mean, watch how things change for you. Oh my God. Watch how things change for you. Like, Oh, I can just thinking back to, you know, right before I got my job at Zoom and, you know, I was going through the interview process and I just kept, you know, telling my mom and my parents, if I get this job, I'll be able to do this. If I get this job, I'll be able to do that. If I get this job, I'll be able to travel and buy this. And, you know, I mean, all these different things pay for this trip. I mean, all these different things, but change that to win. And when I changed it, you know, to win, I really started like grasping, like visualizing myself in that position, like visualizing myself on those trips, visualizing myself, you know, being able to buy whatever it is that I wanted to buy at that time, um, paying off things that, you know, I wanted to pay off at that time. And I mean, things just really changed for me. And I mean, thank God I, I, I got the job. Uh, shout out to Zoom. Um, but yes, like replace your ifs with when and watch how things change for you. So I hope that encourages somebody today. Replace your if with when. Uh, I, I promise you, like I promise you things will start to change and work out in your favor. Replace your ifs with when. Okay, so remember I talked about... Um, honing in on, on small black businesses and shouting them out on the podcast. So our first small black owned business shout out goes to Top Floor Studios. Top Floor Studios founded by audio engineer, producer, DJ, and artist Chaz G is a multimedia production company based in the DMV that provides audio and visual production services for artists and creatives or creators. Uh, their services include audio recording, audio production, mixing, mastering, music, music production, video production, and more. Um, on the top floor, we combine top tier quality with top tier service. Um, and if you don't know, Chaz G is my brother. <laughs> so shout out to Chaz G and Top Floor Studios. Um, and, and if, first of all, let me say Chaz is the producer of my podcast. So he produces all of this, the song, the background music, the audio, he's the mixing master, master of my podcast. So if you like what you hear, and this is something that you are interested in, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll give you all the information to reach out and inquire all that good stuff. Um, another thing that top floor studios is doing, um, that, that I really admire is, they are shedding a light on um, artists, local artists in the DMV. So like upcoming artists in the DMV. Um, and so Top Floor Studios has an event called Another Top Jam, which I love. So Another Top Jam is an event series showcasing local artists throughout DC, Maryland, and Virginia. Another Top Jam aims to cultivate, uh, cultivate DMV music culture by providing a platform for local artists. And guess who's your host? It's me. <laughs> yes, I am the official host of Another Top Jam. And I mean, Chaz and Top Floor Studios, they have really been doing their thing. I mean, just true top tier, great quality for, for audio and visual services. Um, and like I said, he produces all, everything you hear on this podcast um, is produced by Chaz G um, and Top Floor Studios. So y'all check him out uh, make sure y'all follow top floor studios on instagram at underscore top floor studios and y'all also make sure to follow chaz uh follow chaz g at underscore chaz g for all the latest and greatest that top floor studios has to offer so again shout out to chaz g and top floor studios okay now let's get into what y'all really 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 came for popping topics okay and we uh, let me tell you, when I was writing, when I was writing the script, I'm like, oh my God, there's so much to talk about. Like, I, I'm like, okay, I gotta cut this out. I gotta add this in. I gotta cut this out. I gotta add this in because there's so much to talk about. Okay, let's jump in. First of all, let me get into this woo child moment. Woo, Chile. That Omarion, it did, first of all, 
if you did not watch Versus, you need to go back and watch it. And even if you don't watch it, like at least watch the clips. Omarion, oh, I just, no words, no words. And let me say, let me say, I actually did not watch the whole thing. I started watching it. The DJ was fire at the beginning. Um, I didn't necessarily need the Ray J, Sammy, Pleasure P. Who else was it? Jeremiah. I, we, I didn't need that pregame, pre-show thing before Mario and Omarion. So I did watch some of that um, before I fell asleep because they be coming on too late. I, I, honey, I got to go to bed. Y'all do it during the week. Early in the week at that. But we didn't need that. Anyway, I saw the clips. And, and like, I am, I don't know if the word is embarrassed but just like, like I, I, like I almost feel for Omarion. Like between the, the, like I saw the clip where he's like on the floor singing with the mic and like grinding on the mic to like the watermelon scene with him and his brother. Child, people were saying they was eating water mussy. I it just, it, it was a lot. Like it was, <laughs> and he did not sound good. Oh my God. Like he did not sound good. And I, I just, I don't know if it's just that he didn't practice or he didn't take it serious or like, I don't, but it just, it didn't give it. It didn't give like, I just, no, mm -mm. like it, it didn't give. I, I don't. And I just, no shout out to Mario. I mean, just, wow. He sounded amazing. He looked amazing. He came prepared. I just, I don't know what happened. I, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think if there were any other clips I saw that I just was like, I can't. Like, it's just unbearable. It, the, the watermelon, the water mussy, and the, the clip where he's like on the floor grinding on the mic was, it was enough for me. Like, I just. And then, you know, he like brought out a bunch of um, like guests guest artist and Mario didn't bring out anyone I feel like that just goes to show yeah no mm -mm. shout out to Mario so my woo child moment goes to Omarion and his audacity because baby sit this one out like let's just sit this let's just sit this one out <laughs> that definitely goes to Omarion anyway moving on um let's get into these BET boys let's talk about this first um I want to talk a little bit about the looks, then we'll talk about the performance, and then we'll talk about the show a little bit. So I'll be a little bit all over. Y'all y'all bear with me. So um, loved the pre-show. I thought the pre-show was great. Um, Saucy Santana killed. I love Victoria Monet. Saucy also looks great. Victoria looks great. Um, Chow, that Diddy and um, his mama when they came on the stage, I don't know if it was me, Chow, but Diddy mama looked like she was on something. I mean, like, like they did a couple of lines before they got on that stage. I just... I was like, what are they on? I mean, wow. Okay. But I did love the pink suit. His pink suit looks great. His mom looked amazing. Um, Chow, Terrence J is hilarious. I love him so much. Aggie Pride. Shout out to Terrence J. He is so funny. Um, Chow, he introduced Juvenile. Tell me something. I need y'all to stand up. Back that thing up for Juvenile. That thing. I was so, I was so weak. So weak. Um, yeah. So shout out to Juvenile. Shout out to Terrence J. Um, Pre-show was great. Moving on to the to the actual world. Oh wait, let me let me some of these looks. Okay, so the, the that little girl group with Ari Ari Fletcher, Jada, Destior, and I think her name is Lakia. I wasn't feeling that. I didn't feel. I wasn't feeling anything that they wore. Chloe and Hallie looked great. It was real cute. She bought her boo on the uh, red carpet. DDG. Um, Summer Walker. No, ma'am. I I was not feeling that at all. Like I, it just kind of felt like. Did you put any thought into the outfit? And if you did, what were you thinking? Like, that's kind of like how I felt about... And let me say, I ain't no fashion expert, but but that wasn't it. That wasn't given. Um, okay, I think that's who I can remember for now. Ella Mae looked great on the red carpet. I thought she looked really, really, really good. Um, okay, if I think of any more looks, we'll come back to that. Moving into the show. So... I love Taraji, but I, def I definitely think they could have gotten someone else to host this year. Um, there wasn't anything that she did was that was, you know, like amazing to me this time. And she did wonderful last year. So I just don't, 
I don't know. I wasn't like it wasn't bad, but I also wasn't feeling it. Um, and I didn't care for any of her looks. Like you know, and she changed a million and one times, and I didn't care for any of her looks. Like there wasn't one look that I felt like, oh yes, I love this. I just I wasn't feeling it. Um, and you know, so so they were supposed to be doing like a tribute to um, black men, and I I felt like she could have did so much more with that. Like I, I she could have did so much more with that, and I just. Mm-mm, like, I wasn't feeling that either. Um, I feel like she could have did more with that. And like I said, maybe they should just they just needed a different host this year. I love you, Taraji, but I will say, you know, I really do love that she brought um, a, a really big spotlight on HBCUs. Like, that was really important to me. I really love that. Shout out to her. Shout out to the real HU. <laughs> um, that, that was really special to me, and I loved how she did that. Oh, and let me say... If this is relevant or matters to anyone, Taraji actually went to North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University first, and then she went to Howard. Just saying. Um, but no, I, I, I loved how she um, brought brought a spotlight and recognition to HBCUs this year. That was like, yes. Diddy came up and pledged a million to Jackson State and a million to Howard. That was lit. Um, during the pre-show, I saw a clip of, there was a host and she was there with some of like the D9 Greeks. Um, and so I thought that was cool. So I think just bringing, using these major media platforms um, to to bring community and awareness around um, HBCUs, I'm like, I'm, I'm so here for that. So shout out to her for that. Um, definitely favorite performances of the night. I loved Lotto's performance. Lotto's performance. I loved how she brought up Mariah Carey. I thought that was fire. I didn't care for her outfit. I, I did not like her outfit. I, I wasn't feeling it, but I did love her performance. Um, and I thought she was so well-deserving deserve, of um, her first BET Awards. Like, that was so special, so sweet for her. Um, Money Long! Oh, my gosh. I loved her performance. Loved. She killed. She sounded great. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, who else? Who else? Chloe gave me my life. She's really growing on me. Like, I... I always liked her, but I think she's really like growing on me. Like I'm beginning to love her. She's she's like there's a fan growing here. Like there's a fan growing here. Like love me some Chloe. I thought she did amazing. Um Jack Harlow. Unpopular opinion. Let me tell you something. I you know, I work at Zoom. I I, I worked in the tech space for for a minute and I'm all for diversity and equity and inclusion. But I do not think Jack Harlow should have performed or been able to to have performed at the BET Awards. Nor do I think he should have been able to be nominated. I love that he brought out Lil Wayne. I love that he brought out Brandy. Like I thought that was that was fire. But as a white man, and you know, we are so big on, you know, celebrating us. We're so big on, you know, using this platform because we feel none of the other award shows really recognize us. That spot could have been used for a black woman or a black man entertainer. Like, why did y'all have this white man come and perform at the BET Awards, the Black Entertainment Awards? And I don't think he should have been able to be nominated um, for an award. Now, if, if there was another artist, like Chris Brown came out with his new album and they have a song together, if Chris Brown was performing and brought him in as a feature, I understand that. But to give him a full slot to perform, I wasn't feeling that. And the thing is, I love Jack. I love Jack Harlow. I'm a huge fan. I love his latest album, but I wasn't feeling that. I, like I said, and I loved how he brought out Brandy um, and and Lil Wayne, but I that just mm -mm, didn't do it for me. I wasn't feeling that. Um, Gibeon, not sure what happened there. Now, I, I, I am not going to say whether or not I feel that he, that the run was messed up or the mic was messed up. I don't know. But I will say, I do think it is that it is a coincidence that right after they gave him a new mic, he sounded amazing. So, I don't know. I don't know. That, that was a little strange. I feel bad for him. Not sure what happened there. Um, okay. So, I would definitely say my favorite performances of the night were Lotto, Chloe, and Money Long. Def Fave performances. Um, Lizzo did really well too. Like I loved, I loved Lizzo's performance. I thought she looked great. And I noticed she had one of um, Beyonce's, I'm not gonna call her Beyonce's guitarist, but there is a girl that plays a guitar for Beyonce as well. Her name is Ari O'Neill, And she was um, playing the guitar for Lizzo's performance. And I thought that was really cool. Um, 
so yeah, yeah, the, the BET Awards, uh, quick, re oh, Diddy, oh my God, how can I, how can I forget that? Okay, child, that Diddy tribute was a little bit all over the place. I, I think it was a little all over the place. Um, certain parts, I just kind of was like, what happened? First of all, Lil' Kim, I think, missed her cue. That was a little strange. Giveon, uh, sorry, not Giveon, Bryson Tiller did not sing at all. So that also makes me feel like, and, and they played his song. Like, Diddy, like, was performing their new song, Gotta Move On. And he did not sing at all. So that makes me feel like he missed his cue as well. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what happened there. Um, yeah, so I, that was a little bit all over the place. Um, and then with the speech. So I, there's been a lot of controversy about... Was he wrong for shouting out Cassie? Was he wrong for not shouting out Carisha? And she in the sign holding the Go Poppy sign. If y'all didn't watch the BET Woods, I recommend you go watch it. Or get on social media, scroll through social media, and see some of the clips. You'll you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, oh, and let me back up really quick before I talk about the Diddy tribute. Child, I don't know, somebody getting fired because that teleprompter was messing up all night. That Mary J, when she was reading that, um, when she was reading her speech, oh my God. Oh my God, she said, go back. I am not finished. Go back. Child, and Taraji, I think, has some issues with the teleprompter. I mean, they just, that that piece was, was a bit all over the place. Anyway, back to this Diddy tribute. So there's been controversy about whether or not um, it was appropriate for Diddy to shout out Cassie, um, and not say anything about Carisha, especially with her holding the sign. So let me say this. I personally think, this is my opinion. I personally think that it was inappropriate for him to call out Cassie. Understandable, but inappropriate. And I say that because I understand, you know, obviously I don't know these people. Um, but I understand if, you know, if he feels that Cassie was there for him during this dark time or whatever, um, or his, you know, through his depressed state and she was there for him, she held him down. You know, I understand why he would call her out. However, I think it was inappropriate because, um, she's moved on, she's married. And unless, unless they're, they still have some sort of friendship, I don't think that he should have, um, shouted her out and you know I there was some speculation that this new song with him and Bryson Tiller gotta move on um is about Cassie and so her her husband I guess like responded to the song he's he said it was something about that uh they were announcing that they were donating I believe it was to an LG uh LGBTQ plus IA community um and he's he said something along the lines of like this is for all the people who something, 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 and gotta move on. And he put, and gotta move on in like all caps. So, you know, people speculated that that was a response to Diddy's song. And if, you know, whatever, I don't know. But I will say, I think if if, if they don't have some sort of standing relationship, um, I personally don't think it was appropriate for him to shout her, shout her out. I don't. Um, now, as far as, let's talk about Carisha a little bit. So, unpopular opinion, I don't, I don't think Diddy had an obligation to shout out Carisha, regardless if she was in the audience, you know, in the crowd with her sign or not. She chose to come to that BET Awards and hold up that sign with the sign and hold up the sign, um, regardless if she knew he was going to shout her out or not, you know, and I don't. You know, and, and I also feel like, you know, we obviously don't know the ins and outs of whatever they are, their relationship. Um, but Diddy has made it very clear that they're friends. They date, but they're friends. Um, and so I'm not sure why people feel that he's obligated to shout her out. Like that had nothing, there was no association with shouting her with shouting her out and her having the sign. Like there's no association. Oh, Diddy should have shouted her out because she had a, the Go Poppy sign. No, I don't necessarily agree with that. Like if he didn't want to shout her out, he didn't have to. That's not his girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, you know, I. I just don't think he was obligated to shout her out. I think Carisha came to the BET Awards and held up by that sign by choice. Like, I don't... And then, you know, I think, you know, we've made so much commotion about this and they was together after the port, after the BET Awards, at the after party. Um, and then I saw that she responded uh, and she said something along the lines of like, 
support who supports you and, you know, don't care about what people have to say. So I don't know why y'all mad. Carisha ain't mad. And, and, you know, I also feel like it doesn't have anything to do with money. You know, I've been seeing this post going around saying he gives her 250 k every month to spend on whatever she wants. That don't matter either. Like, none of that matters. It doesn't matter that, you know, he sent her money so she should hold the sign or understand why she hold the sign or understand why she do it. Like, none of that matters. We don't know if Carisha playing him, if they... You know, if she doesn't really care, like if they're just friends or she really has feelings, we don't know any of those things. But the bottom line is she seems she seems not to mind, even after he didn't shout her out. And I personally believe like he wasn't obligated to shout her out. But that's my two cents. Um, yeah, that's the BET Awards, honey. Culture's biggest night. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention um, when I was talking about Summer Walker, Summer Walker announced that she's pregnant with baby number two. Um, and I believe that her and her boo are, are starting to talk about marriage. He made like an Instagram video um, a couple of days ago talking about their wedding or what, what he wants their wedding to look like. So shout out to Summer. You did look a little messed on the BET Awards, but shout out to you and your new baby. Um, uh, Beyonce is back. Okay. I am so, honey, y'all know me. Y'all know me. After a six year hiatus, Beyonce is back back by popular demand um so first you know b had scrubbed all her social media platforms and folks were trying to figure out what the heck was going on um then she had released her photos from british vogue which um her photos from her feature with british vogue which were amazing to say the least and then she announced act one renaissance which we believe is the first part of the album coming out july 29th and then she released her song break my soul this lady put in her daggone bio, song drops at midnight, break my soul at midnight, or whatever she said. I mean, this lady is insane, and we just fall right into it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, she's back. Let me say, I will say, when Beyonce first dropped the song, I didn't absolutely love it. I hate to say it, but I did not absolutely love it. It had to grow on me. And I knew it was something that was more of a change for me versus something that I don't like. I knew it was something that, that had to grow on me. You know, it wasn't just that I just didn't like it. It just wasn't something that I had heard before coming from Beyonce. And it wasn't something that I was expecting. So I didn't absolutely love it when she first released it. It is growing on me. I still got to listen to it a few more times. But I think, you know, we are in this... I guess era we saw you know Drake drop a new album and there's this like house music kind of theme going on and so I had did some research you know because I, I heard a lot of you know this thing going around about house music and you know what it is and you know it, people were coupling it with Beyonce and Drake's album so on and so forth child I saw a post that said was Drake uh did Drake have his ear to the wall while Beyonce was recording like all those good things because I guess the the songs or the sounds kind of um sound similar so anyway i did some research house music uh is a particular music genre based on electric dance music um djs usually use house music to make the audience uh, audiences feel more energetic and dance along with the music earliest type of house music developed during the 1980s um when people the earliest type of music uh house music was developed during the 1980s when people frequented nightclubs every night um the beat produced by uh, the beat produced from house music genre is generally very upbeat and lively. One of the identities of house music is being a piece of music often used in nightclubs, as I said. Um, and all of the music garnered under the electronic music genre is considered rave music, as people nowadays call it. And so, like I said, I wasn't expecting that and I think that's why it kind of caught me off guard and I didn't absolutely love it. Like, I wasn't expecting rave music, house music from Beyonce, like... After a, what did I say, six year? Was it a six year hiatus? I wasn't expecting her to come back with house music. I don't. It's growing on me. And you know, nevertheless, I am happy that Beyonce is back. I am super excited about my girl, like, baby. Now, you know, these artists been holding me down. Jasmine Sullivan been holding me down. Summer, Ari, you know, uh, uh, Janae Aiko, they been holding me down. You know, but Beyonce is back. And baby, I'm tuned in. I'm ready. I'm excited. All those good things. Um, okay, moving on. I guess going back to Carisha. Carisha, aka Young Miami from City Girls, announced her new show, Carisha Please, on Revolt TV. And Diddy was her first 
interview. And child, let me tell you, first of all, the show hit over 1 million views um, on the first day it launched, which is cray cray. But anyway, the, okay, I keep hitting the mic. Um, the interview was so cute. Oh my God, their energy is just so funny. It's so contagious, so energetic. Like y'all definitely got to go and watch it. <laughs> they had some funny, funny, funny moments. Uh, Chow Karisha said, "You, how would you feel, you know, if I was telling people I was single when we actually go together? We go together. And P. Diddy said, do we go together? She said, real bad. <laughs> but anyway, that interview was super cute. I encourage you to go and check that out. Um, and I'm excited to see who else she's going to have, um, and, and where they're going to take that podcast. That's pretty cool. Um, okay. So for all my P Valley fans, if you are caught up on P Valley, if you're not, you might not need to listen to this. You might need to fast forward this part. P Valley is definitely taking a different direction. Um, I'm still watching. I'm still hanging on for, for a little bit. Um, but, but a lot of people have mixed opinions. First, let me say, um, the scene that they're in is still, like COVID is still prevalent in the scene that they're in. So, I mean, they're like in lockdown, they're, they have curfews, they're all wearing masks. Um, so like COVID is still there. Um, yeah, and, and prevalent. So that's the, the first thing. So let me talk a little bit about episode two. Uh, it's called Seven Pounds of Pressure. This also caused a, a bit of controversial buzz. So, um, during this episode, I believe this was the grand, I guess, reopening, um, of the pink because they have been shut down from COVID. Um, they hired some new girls and the girls were, I think, performing behind Mercedes and Mercedes, I guess, kind of felt some way. She kind of felt like they were taking her shine. Um, so she goes to try to like outdo them because I guess she felt like, you know, they were outdoing her. So I guess her whole thing was to, you know, try to prove herself, so on and so forth. Uh, she's doing this crazy trick on the pole. She falls from the pole. Um, and, and, and it was because of a, a shoulder injury. So her shoulder's hurting. She falls from the pole. Um, Uncle Clifford and Haley take Diamond to, or excuse me, take Mercedes to Diamond, who's um, Tyler... LaPlay, who uh, Tyler LaPlay plays Diamond. So they take her take her to Diamond, and Diamond performs what's called root work or hoodoo um, on Mercedes to remove this tension from her shoulder um, and her back. Um, and so he does this weird kind of like, I mean, I hate to describe it this way, but he does this weird like, it looks like an exorcist thing. So he's like doing this thing with his hands, he's snapping, and, and Mercedes is like, Mercedes is like shaking. I mean, like, like if you watch like exorcism movies, like that's what it looks like. I mean, I'm mean, gonna be honest with you, honest with you. And so after he finishes, he tells, you know, Uncle Clifford, Haley, and Mercedes that he extracted seven pounds from Mercedes' shoulders. Um, and you know, I won't, I won't go into too much. You guys have to watch it. But he, he extracted seven pounds of, I guess, pressure from her shoulder after doing. Uh, root work. Um, and so, so uh, let me talk about this episode and what some folks had to say. And then I want to talk about the latest episode. Um, so after that episode, the P Valley writers room tweeted, uh, while what a lot of y'all are calling voodoo is actually root work. Diamond is a heel trainer in hoodoo, the spiritual practice created by enslaved African slaves and passed down to later generations. So this is what a few people had to say. One person said, whoever is in the writer's room of P Valley needs to stop with that spiritual beep because that scene with Mercedes shaking is too cringy. Another person said, P Valley needs to let this whole over-the-top pandemic beep go. Y'all took too long to drop the season. We ain't even living like that no more. Somebody else said, I'm kind of annoyed that they included COVID child. I watch TV to forget. Somebody else said, I cannot take P Valley series anymore. Like, what the F is this spiritual healing voodoo scene? Um, so, yeah, I I am not a fan. Okay, let me say I am not a fan of the of the COVID being prevalent either. Like I, I too watch TV to get rid of it, to to get away from it, and I do understand why they, um, I guess included COVID in this. And 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 the writer Katori Hall, she she speaks to this, and I'll read this in a second. Um, but I kind of felt the same. Like you know, it, we we two years out. I'm not going to say out, but two years removed from 2020 when we were on lockdown. I just. 
I don't know. And I think it kind of also speaks to the to the fact that a lot of fans were frustrated that they took so long. So it's like you took two years to come back and you come back and we are still in that 2020, 2020 setting. So that was a little weird for me. Um, and I think this is the, like the third or fourth episode and we are still in this like COVID dynamic, which I'm not necessarily feeling. So I mean, I can understand why people feel like that. But anyway, this is what Katori said who is the, the producer of the, the show. She said, folks been asking why y'all write about the pandemic. She said, P-Valley ain't it too late? Sadly, we still, oh, sorry, let me read this again. She said, folks been asking why y'all write about the pandemic. Ain't it too late? Sadly, we're still in the thick of this once in a lifetime event. The lives of black folks are often misrepresented, if represented at all, in history books. And child, this has been a time. She said, also, COVID is a virus that exposed a more rampant virus of racism that's still potent in the air we breathe. As a black woman writer, how could I not, as cis Nina Simone demands, reflect the times? Um, she said season two is a capsule, is a time capsule, a chronicle of what we went through, a historical document where so many others have failed. Sometimes you need fiction in order to tell the truth. Um, so then she kind of addresses hoodoo. She says a thread hoodoo. One of the most shocking moments in P Valley has been the realization that Diamond is a root worker. His removal of trauma from Mercedes' right shoulder in two in um, two hundred two, so episode two, episode two hundred two, seven pounds of pressure has quite has caused quite the stir. But there have been signs from jump. She said to me, Diamond's release of negative energy from Mercedes' shoulder on a Saturday night ain't no different from a pastor helping saints get happy on a Sunday morning. Hoodoo is not an inherently evil practice. In fact, many born in the South practice it without even knowing. I still put black eyed peas wrapped in foil in my posts, in my purse every New Year's Eve. Uh, it's supposed to draw money to you. My YSL ain't been dry since. Uh, she said, the fact that our ancestors brought their spiritual practices and beliefs to this country, merging them with their knowledge of the earth in order to survive, in order to survive is a testament to our resilience and our Africanness. We are a powerful, magical people. Um, so there's that. I'm not going to lie. The root work did freak me out as well. I ain't from Mississippi. I'm also not from the South. And I wasn't super keen and aware of the root work hoodoo stuff. You know, and I mean, growing up, I'm a pastor's kid. I was taught that that stuff is witchcraft and wrong. And, you know, so I think I had to do my due diligence to due diligence to, you know, educate myself. But it was a little different, you know, very unexpected, a little different. But I understand what she's saying in terms of, you know, where the setting is and they're so deep in the South and that's what they used to practice there. And they have a lot of roots of that, that stuff. So um, I understand that. I'm going to keep watching it, keep giving it a chance to see how I feel. The latest episode, though, caused also, also caused a lot of controversy. So, any if any of you know the the character Little Murder, let me Little Murder um, is 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 uh, a gay character in the show, um, and there's an intense sex scene with another man um, in this latest episode. Sorry, y'all. Like I said, if you didn't watch it, <laughs> you might want to uh, fast forward this part. Um, but I guess it made, you know, a lot of, it, it caused a lot of controversy. And, you know, I saw a lot of posts saying, you know, men saying like, oh, you know, I, I feel uncomfortable watching it. Like, I'm not sure that I can continue to watch it. Like, I feel a bit uncomfortable. Um, and then I saw people saying like, oh, that's homophobic, so on and so forth. And let me say, like, I think the sex scenes are very intense. I think they are very, very intense, my, my, my personal opinion. And I don't think that if a person chooses to stop watching, it's because they're homophobic. Like, I think if there is anything that you're watching that you don't necessarily believe with or that makes you uncomfortable for whatever reason, like, that's your right. I don't think it's homophobic. I personally don't watch, like, the exorcism movies. Like, you won't catch me watching none of that. Like, anything that where they, any movie where they perform exorcism, I don't. Uh-uh. Spirits is real. Like, I don't, I don't watch that. That's my right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I feel the same with this. Like, I don't necessarily think it's homophobic. I just think if it does make you uncomfortable, then, you know, don't watch it. Um, you know, like I, I mean, I don't know. I, that That's such a touchy, weird subject. But, you know, I, a lot of people, it did cause a lot of controversy. And I will say, you know, the, the, the sex scenes are pretty intense. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess all I can say is if you feel uncomfortable watching it, child, don't watch it because the sex scenes is intense. Um... Yeah. Okay, moving on. So, you know, if, if you are curious, I say go watch it. I'm going to continue to watch it. I, you know, I want to see what happens. I want to see what direction they do take this in. 
Um, and, and if I get too uncomfortable with whatever scene, I'll stop watching it because I'm not super comfortable with the root, who do root work stuff. You know, like I said, I'm going to take, do my due diligence to educate myself, but I don't, it's, it's a little different for me as well. Um, anyway, moving on, this might be old news, but that's okay. We're going to still talk about it anyway. Uh, Lori and Michael Harvey. Okay. They called it quits according to a source close to them. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, model Lori Harvey have reportedly ended their relationship after to being together for about a year and a half. A source close to Harvey uh, told People Magazine, Michael matured a lot over the course of their relationship and was ready to commit for the long term. However, the source said that Harvey wasn't ready to commit and that she was very focused on, on her career. Um, the source also said that at the time, the two were both completely um, heartbroken and still love each other. Um, Harvey took to Instagram almost immediately following the breakup uh, to wipe her profile uh, clean of her ex, Michael B. Jordan. And he just recently scrubbed his Instagram clean of their pictures um, just about two weeks after um, that happened. Um, so my thoughts on this. First of all, there has been so many think pieces about this. And we don't know these people. We don't know the real reason why they broke up. We don't know these people. We don't know what happened. We don't, we don't even know who this close source is that gave us this information or if they're even credible. We don't know. Keep that in mind when you write out your think piece on Facebook. Secondly, I think it's important to note that, you know, from relationships like this, from what we do know and what we do believe may be the truth. Um, I think when you get in a relationship, you know, be sure to share your intentions and your goals for their relationship. Like, I think that's important to know, you know, when you get into a relationship and you begin to like someone, you know, or before, like share your intentions for what you, where you are in your life and what you want, you know, what your goals are for your relationship. Um, but in that same vein, I would also say, understand that things change and so do people. Like you could possibly get into, you know, a relationship or you're dating someone and your intentions, you know, were one thing at the beginning and then they later change. It could be, you know, because you got a career opportunity because, you know, your parents fail ill, I'm ill, your parents fail ill. I mean, there's so many different reasons why, you know, um, your intentions and, you know, you change in a relationship, like your, 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 you know, your, your idea of what you wanted in a relationship may change. And so I think that's so important to keep in mind, especially when we think about, you know, some of these celebrities like, uh, Michael B and Lori Harvey. Um, and let me also say last point, I will say your decision, a man's decision to spend money on a woman does not guarantee anything in a relationship. Get that through y'all's heads. It don't matter if he bought out their aquarium. I don't care how many Birkin bags he bought her. I don't care about any of that. None of that matters. She is not obligated to marry him. She's not obligated to have sex with him. She's not obligated to have his kid. None of that is associated with an obligation from her. And I think we have to understand that. Like we think he, that's his choice. If he chooses to spend his money, there is no obligation on the other end. Now, you know, if they end up getting married or, you know, that's something that they agree on. Wonderful. But that is not her obligation to, she's not obligated to give him anything because of the amount of money he spends on her. Like that's not, child, we got to let that idea go. Anyway, moving on to new music. Chloe uh, dropped her new single and video for Surprise. I loved it. It was so cute. Loved the video. Loved the song. Uh, Gunna dropped his new video for Banking On Me from Jail. Child, I don't know how he did that, but he uh, dropped his new video, Banking On Me. Drake dropped his new album, Honestly Nevermind, um, and released a video for Falling Back. Um, a lot of mixed opinions about the album. Let me say I don't hate it. Again, this is something that I think I didn't expect from him. And I wouldn't say that I'm a fan of house music, but I also never listen to house music. So I think this is something that um, has to grow on me. It's definitely an acquired taste. Um, but I'm willing to give, a try, give it a try. And I don't think it's trash. I'm not going to say that I don't like it. I think it's growing on me. It's definitely a mood, definitely a vibe. Um, something I, can, I think I could get jiggy with at some point. Um... So, of course, you know, like I said, a lot of <laughs> fans and critics did not like the album. Um, they call it, like I said, kind of going back to what I was saying about house music or dance album. Um, and so, anyway, Drake responded to, to a lot of the feedback. Uh, this is what he said in the video. He said, it's all good if you don't get it yet. It's all good. That's what we do. That's what we do. We wait for you to catch up. We, we are in here, though. We, we're caught up already. On to the next. My goodness. Okay, Drake, we we'll, we we trying to catch up with you. Uh, Young Miami and Gucci, no, Gucci featuring Young Miami and Quavo dropped a new song and video for First Impression. Uh, Diddy and Bryson dropped a new song, Gotta Move On. 
Chris Brown dropped his new album, Breezy. He also dropped a video for um, Normani, excuse me, Warm Embrace with Normani that I thought was amazing. I loved the song. The video was very Chris Brownish. Um, Normani looked great. That Their performance was great. Um, uh, love the album. I only listened to it once, so I have to listen to it um, a couple of more times so I can learn the words and really get a feel for it. But I love it so much. It definitely gave me fame and fortune vibes, so he took us back um, a little bit before he really started getting into that super poppy kind of vibe. But I love the album so far. Normani did get a lot of backlash, get some backlash from working with Chris Brown. I'm like, y'all need to leave that man alone. But this is what yeah, a, a few that's a tough one. in her comments. Okay. Um, Anyway, so that's that. That's all your new music. Um, we got some new music dropping this Friday, I believe. Cardi B's dropping a new song. City Girls dropping a song with Usher. Um, I gotta go back and remember. But I believe those are the two songs dropping this Friday. Um, okay, so that's all popping topics for this week. Let's get into Shine Black Girl Shine. So this week's Shine Black Girl Shine highlight goes to Miss Crystal Stewart. If you don't know who Crystal Stewart is, she made history as the first African-American national director um, of the Miss USA and Miss Teen USA pageants. Um, Crystal, Stewart has, Crystal Stewart has made major strides since being uh, crowned Miss USA in 2008 and long proven that she is more than a pretty face. In a span of over... A, in a span of a little over a decade, the Missouri City native has gone on to establish a, a successful career as an actress, model, entrepreneur, and now the president and national director of the Miss USA and Miss Teen USA pageants. Uh, Crystal describes her vision for the Miss USA and Miss Teen USA pageants as pageantry reimagined. She is poised to take pageantry in a new direction that provides a platform where young women can amplify their voice, show off their healthy lifestyle, and learn life skills, all while strutting in a fabulous evening gown and high heels. Shout out to Miss Crystal Stewart. Speaking of Miss USA, as many of you know, former Miss USA 2019, who happens to be one of my favorite Miss USA's, uh, Miss Chesley Creast uh, committed suicide in January of this year at age 30. Um, God rest her soul. Um, Chesley's mother, in her first sit-down interview, uh, her name is April Simpkins, she talked about her daughter's death on the Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, Willow Smith, and um, Adrian Banfield Norris, who is uh, Jada's mother. The interview aired last month. Um... In the same month, we learned about student athlete Arlana Miller, 19, who was a freshman cheerleader at Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, who also committed suicide. Miss um, Arlana uh, was pursuing a degree in agriculture. Southern University director, um, oh, excuse me, she was pursuing a degree in agriculture at the time um, of her death. Um, and I think this, this goes to say that depression and anxiety are in an all-time high. Um, and, you know, increasing, you know, the impact um, on black women and men. Um, and so next week I am chatting with licensed clinician, uh, Ms. Cortina Peters, AKA the girlfriend therapist, uh, about how depression, anxiety, and other mental health challenges are impacting black women. Y'all, this interview is so good. I cannot wait for you to hear it. You really, really, really don't want to miss it. Um, but yeah, so that's it for this episode. Remember, if you have a question you want Maj to answer on the show, shoot me a DM at Maj, the podcast um, on Instagram. And of course, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend to tell a friend about Maj, the podcast. Thank y'all so much for listening. Peace. Let me get the mic. No, like it's Maja, but you know Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj.